Welcome to Ramcast. I am your host, Ryan Mathers. And uh, your ears are not deceiving you. That was new intro music that you heard there. And uh, if you're wondering why I did the change and everything, it's to be a little bit more authentic. Like, as much as I love the original podcasty kind of music that I got, um, I always had a problem when I heard it because I felt that... It sounds a little bit too podcasty. It sounds like, you know, Tim Ferriss or it sounds like Chris Williamson, but it doesn't sound like Ryan Mathers. And I wanted to bring a bit of my flavor in. And because I like rock music, grunge was my big thing back in the day. And um, and Lord knows the world needs more rock music. Definitely. Anyway, so there we go. That's why the change the music. On today's episode... We've got a very, very special episode. We've got uh, the Ansels joining us for a little interview, Nick and Kim Ansel. And uh, yeah, we go down some serious roads in that conversation. We go into movies, we go into music, we go into spirituality, we go into the Kashuk Records, we go into Taoism. It's, it really, really goes places. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to people hearing that one. It was quite an experience to record. But right now, we're going to shift over to a little segment I like to call... It is the best. It is the best. The best of the week. And for our new listeners out there, if you don't know what the best of the week is, the best of the week is uh, me looking at the last seven days and finding that bit of positivity, that gives you a little bit of hope, that ray of sunshine in like the kind of the negativity that we get hit with from day to day. And to get into a little bit of the gory details when it comes to that, when it comes to the best of the week and why I do it, I, like many people out there, um, suffer quite badly from mental health issues. And mine takes the the form of a type of obsessive compulsive behavior. And that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm running around and turning the locks five times and that type of thing. It's more when I'm upset or when I'm in a in a depressive mood, I need to either clean something or fix something or rearrange something. And the kind of psychological aspect behind that is I'm fixing or rearranging something in the external world because I can't fix something in my internal world. So that's where that comes from. And then that's compounded by a kind of obsessive compulsive, but also um, intrusive thought thing that happens where I'll be constantly bombarded with negative thoughts or thoughts that I don't want from shit like 20 years ago or last month or two weeks or whatever and all the kind of bad things or anything negative about myself that I hate I will constantly think about to the point of where it's almost debilitating and that can lead to very 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 dark depressive episodes where I can become very selfish and just not a nice person to be around. Now the reason I'm telling all of this is twofold. One is to create awareness because I'm sure there's somebody out there who will hear this and be like, oh God, I'm not the only one who actually feels that. So that's why I'm saying it. And also because one of the tricks that I use to combat that is the best of the week where I look at something, anything that's positive, but something tangible, something in reality that happened to me or I saw 
that I can anchor onto. And I find that alleviates my kind of mental shit, if you will. But getting to what the best of the week for this week is, it's very, very special because this podcast is now a month old, which I cannot believe. I, you know, a little while back, this was just a dream in my head. And now we're a month in and this is the fifth episode with much, much more on the way. And uh, it's it's been an incredible journey. And I just wanted to take a moment and thank everybody that's been so supportive with the podcast. And even people who, you know, this might not be their thing. There's a lot of swearing and I'm talking about, you know, pop culture references or movies that may Maybe they don't give a shit about, but people have got hold of me and they're saying like, okay, it's not my thing. And, you know, some of the stuff that you say, I don't know if it's for me, but I still listen to it and I still follow it uh, because I want to support you. And I find that so endearing. And I just wanted to thank everyone so much. Really, really, really from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. And that is the best of the week. We're now going to move into the interview section of this week's podcast, which is with Kim and Nick Ansel. And like I mentioned at the top of the episode, we go into many areas <laughs> in this uh, <laughs> this interview. And I think you just got to experience it. I'm not going to say too much. Just go in, keep an open mind. We go to some interesting places. If it's not for you, I understand. But, you know, give it a chance. So handing over to Kim, Nick and Ryan. Catch you afterwards. We are delighted to be joined here. <laughs> On the podcast <laughs> by Kim and Nick Ansel. How's it doing, motherfuckers? <laughs> no comments. <laughs> it's Ryan. Ryan. It's doing fucking fantastic. Awesome. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. I mean, how do I even describe you two? I don't even know where to begin. I would love to know how you're going to describe the two of us. Like, uh, if, if, <laughs> if, like if you met somebody for the first time and you were like, I need to tell you about my friends, Kim and Nick. Like, what Some would chick. come out of Some your mouth? Chick. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the chick you're going to marry and you've got to describe your, your two best story. friends. Like, what are you going to say? You're like, so what are you going to say to This couple we need to meet. <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll be like, listen, you just got to come to an Ansel bra. <laughs> it's kind of sorts itself out, you know. <laughs> So we're doing an impromptu... Why did she never come back? No, 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 never, 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 never. never. Not a fuck. And if she does... She's worthy, she's worthy. Isn't it sad that that's how we are judging Ryan's wife? If she comes to answer bride and she comes back again, okay, Ryan, you can marry her. If she doesn't come back, you can't marry her. That's where we at. Oh, God. So when we sit with your porch girl one day, Ryan. Yes. Yeah. We'll record you number know. five. Is this number five? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where we are. Is it still a Portugal or is it a Stupgol now? Because we've got two Stups. No, listen, you, your ex did come back from the farm now, so it might be Stup. Yeah. We're watching a Bosfeld TFA. <laughs> yes, we are We are sitting next to a Bosfeld TFA right now. It's uh, amazing. And, and Ryan decided to do this. It's before they made blow puns. They made <laughs> Bosfeld TFAs. <laughs> <laughs> So we get this, as you can hear, is going to be a very interesting interview. But there may, there may be a bit of alcohol involved. <laughs> some other substances. Why, like I don't know why I did. I don't know, Bab. I don't know why he did the first episode and we went the first interview. I'm still trying to figure that out. Well, like, I you know, thought, like when Ryan started his podcast, you and I will be the first ones there. Part of it. No. Why? Because <laughs> Ryan, Ryan stuffed off this. <laughs> This is the last episode. 
it's been real. I don't know if he's going to make another one. No, 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 I will. I will. I'm going to have to recover and keep like five weeks worth of recordings. Just just so he doesn't have to do it. We have too many archives. This is what we've done. This is true. It is true. Too many archives. Just throw one of these random things. Okay, right, right, right. All right. So we've got to get back to some sort of fucking interview format here, kids. Okay, all right. So. If we must. If we must. That's nice. But. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'm also partial to the castle lights, you know. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to ask you guys is, like I started with Terrence in the previous episode, okay. what is your favorite movie and favorite band? No, Who I'm wants to go first? My movie? Movie. Movie first. Movie. Okay. Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. Love that fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, and yes. band, Linkin Park. Okay. Okay. Now, why Step Brothers and why Linkin Park? Oh. I don't know. I just love the, I love the whole vibe about Step Brothers. Just the two O's just getting on with it. What they are? Some blind guy with his dog that is definitely not an IC dog. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's just one of those that sat with me. So Lincoln Park. Why Lincoln Park? I don't know. I've just always resonated with it. Fantastic. Yeah, just enjoy it. And you, Miss Kim Kim Ansel, almost fucked up your name there. Movie of all time. Do you know why people do that, by the way? Why? Why they repeat the question when you're asking the question because they're thinking about what their answer is going to be. Oh, is this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at you go, deep psychology. <laughs> anyway, favorite movie of all time. None of you will know this. Is The Mask. Of course I fucking know The Mask. Jesus Christ, no, Kim. Obviously you know The Mask, but you don't know it's my favorite movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, fine, fair okay. enough. <laughs> favorite band of all time. Oh, we're going to get all coupley about it, but it's also Lincoln Park. But I've got a better reason than Mr. Ansel. <coughs> because there's a lot of things that people know about me and Nick, but what they don't know is that on our very first date, I asked him to go with me to Lincoln Park. Because I had... I made her buy the tickets because I didn't have money. I bought the tickets. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? I bought the tickets. true. <laughs> because... I was newly-ish single. Is that a word? Newly-ish, yeah. Uh-huh. Newly-ish single, and I had two friends that had bought me two tickets for Lincoln Park to go on blind dates, and I was like, I'm not going to fucking watch the best band of all time with fucking idiots that I don't know. What if they, what if they fucking suck? Yeah? <laughs> you got to sit next to those idiots for the rest of the night and go, because I like the band. No. I'm not going to fucking do that. So then I phoned Nick, and I said to Nick, do you want to go to Lincoln Park with me? He was like, fuck yes. So I was like, okay, cool, but I bought some dodgy tickets on Gumtree. <laughs> some Ajat tickets. <laughs> some Ajat tickets on Gumtree. And you got to go with me to the, the, the west side of Otri to go and pick them up. So Nick's like, okay, let's go. So I was like, we're going to be scammed. <laughs> That's what I said. You're about, we're going to buy fake tickets. We're gonna to get to the door and they scan that little code and we're gonna get stuck outside. And you must know at this point, like and you're I'm be crawling with your skin on the fucking <laughs> yeah. t- sidewalk. I'm from Wetland, so if I tell you it's the west part of Archery, like it's the bad part of Archery. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we're gonna be fine. Okay, so we go like through on a Thursday. So Nick's like, okay, look cool. We're gonna meet them at like a, a garage or whatever. So we meet them at a garage. We get our tickets. Everything's rad. Go to the concert. And then at the end of the night, I gave him the cheek. <laughs> the ass cheek? No, not the ass cheek. You know, you know how much effort it is to lift up your ass in Get the front of a porcelain like Bucky. You know, Jesus. That's that's like, third date. You know, I was twenty five. 
poppin' even then. You know, I wanna pull some shit doing that. I was like, no, that's not happening. You get this cheek, you have the face cheek, the face because it's there, and that's what you're gonna get. So I'm hesitant to get into Nick, you and I, like how we met. So yeah. we're just not gonna do that at all. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> but I'm not putting that out on record to the public. No. Let's just say we've had many adventures yeah. together. We've lots. Yes, we've dived over walls, we've stolen chicken. We've passed on snake pits. Um Kim, your first meeting with me I think is quite something. It is. You can have to remind me again, yeah, a little bit about all all I you know, I can't talk about my first meeting with you, but I can talk about when I was about to take my the rest of my life with Nick. Yes. I was told Ryan comes with yes. Ryan's part of the deal. Yeah, yeah. But I can't remember how we how we met. I think it was a little festival called Synergy. Oh jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, you had met before that. But that, that Yeah, was the, the night before that kind of me. <laughs> that was the that, that was, was the, the trial by fire. Yeah, I, yeah. I've told the synergy stories so many times, but if I have to sum it up in like three sentences, it would be I had been to music festivals a lot in my life, <laughs> but I'd never been to a music festival with Nick and Ryan. <laughs> and I came back there a completely different woman. <laughs> I was not the same and again after. And the bond was formed. <laughs> and the bond was definitely formed. I think the, the bond was formed freaking two hours into being at the festival, you yeah. know. Yeah. It was there, and, you know, as, as much as Nick and Ryan had a bond, Ryan and I had a bond. Yeah. Within two hours of me being around Ryan. With me with a cone on my head. And the weird part is, is that Nick never, ever told me, like, this is my bestie, like, you know, we tight and shit. Like, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. So when we were spending that time together, just it just... You just became that to me. Just natural, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. At the same time. Cool, steepish. I know, we're getting, it's, it's a little, little <laughs> level six there. Mm. It's not quite level eight yet, but you know, it's getting, it's going places, it's going places. Look where I'm at. So I know, I know um, yeah. you had some questions had for some me, questions for you. you know, because. Yeah, because you did your Q&A podcast the other day, and I, I did bring up some Q&As, but I didn't follow the right protocol, so I didn't, like, send it through the channels. The correct channels. That they were meant to go through. technology. Yeah, that word. Technically challenged. We're going to leave Nick. Technically challenged. I felt that standing around a bri was still getting it to you on the right sources, apparently it wasn't. Yeah. Nevertheless, so I had, um, I had four questions, but I'm going to choose one, three, one, three. <laughs> you know what? You got to pick one. So the first one was, what is your favorite song from a movie? Okay, so that's been used in a film, like in you're any like, point like of the film. film. You're like okay. in a film. It doesn't have to be like, okay. like it, most of the time it's going to be an iconic moment, but it yeah, doesn't yeah. always have to be that way. I mean, like the first one that pops into my head was, is Born Slippy from Train Spotting, right at the end there. Mm. You know, like, you know, dun, 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 yes. dun, dun, you know, yeah, when yeah. Begby bo okay. blows the smoke into Renton's okay. face, like... Okay. It's just incredible. Um, okay. But in terms of absolute favorite song from a film, 
it's got to be the end track from Strange Days, um, which is called Fall in the Light. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, and it's cool. dope. And the way it's used in the film and everything, it's just, it's beautiful. I don't okay. want to spoil it, but it's, it's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. My second question was, out of all the Rockies, which is your favorite <laughs> one, and why? Oh, and I've why? been waiting for this motherfucker <laughs> my whole life to answer this <laughs> question. No, no one Wait, asked that in your podcast. I know, no, no, no. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. So I've got it. So, you know, everyone thinks Rocky One's the best and whatever, you know, and then Rocky Two, you know, and, you know, and Rocky Three doesn't get that much love, but. Mine is Rocky, Rocky fucking four. four. Oh, I mean, dude. Apollo dude. fucking dies. Dude. He ends the Cold War. So fucking amazing. He gets in he so gets, many ways. He gets the shit kicked out of him by yeah. fucking Ivan Drago. Yes. This man is a piece of metal or whatever he says. Uh, Zirashan. Zirashan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like that fucking training in the snow, man. We, mm. you know, where he's like running with the fucking log on his back and. Totally. And the O's are following him in the Mercedes. What's your favorite Rocky? Also four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though... It's also Rocky, got the best soundtrack. The Rocky Balboa movie, when oh. they when he does the speech to his son outside his oh. restaurant, I yeah, think yeah. for me, like, listen, I, Rocky's my all-time favorite. I watch all of the Rockies at least once a year. But, like, that moment when they're outside the restaurant and he's giving his son that speech yeah. is just fucking like if you having a bad day go listen to that yeah 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 no. <laughs> because, like, it'll, it'll, it'll pick you up. up it'll pick it's you up, yeah, you yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. like it's really really like for awesome. some weird reason like as inspiring as the sun speech is yeah the thing that really gets me is when he's with Paulie in the fucking um and the meat locker yeah, there, yeah, 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 and he yeah, says yeah. he's still got something in the basement. Something in the basement. Yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. in the basement. He's stuff in the basement. Stuff in the basement. Yeah, yeah. And he gets all mm. emotional about it because Paulie's talking about because Adrian. I mean, I mean and, doesn't yeah, yeah. everybody have stuff in the basement? I mean, everyone's got stuff in the basement, and that's why that's your favorite moment because you yeah, can yeah. relate to that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like everyone's got shit in the basement. You know, so when Rocky says that, and and, and by that point we in Rocky Balboa, so we're in Rocky Seven essentially. Yeah. Well, six, six, six. It's six. It's a, yeah. yeah. And everybody is like, everybody's so into it. And then Rocky has that moment where he connects with you. And you go, fuck, it's been so long since I've watched my first Rocky and we're still so far into it. Yeah, yeah. And we're still connecting at yeah. that point. Fucking sliced alone, man. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's got, a, it's got a reality show now with his daughters. Yeah, man, sis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, I bought it out about. I think it was. I know he was in that fucking. That, was it Netflix or that show where he's like the mob boss or whatever? Mm. Yeah. Didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, we did where it's like that. It's um, it's him, his wife, and his daughters. Yeah, like, and. Isn't Arnie in it? No, no Arnie's in that other new thing, yeah. uh, Fubar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, 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 yeah. So. How's Arnie's acting, though, so late in his life? Hey, come on, you've got to give it to the man. It was fucking Going brilliant. Back to his oh, it was prime. brilliant. My, my, my prime Arnie acting moment is still end of days where he cries over the yeah. daughter's yeah, little yeah, yeah. fucking carrot, whatever little <laughs> Tinkerbell thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, man. Mm. <laughs> and then my third question. You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. <laughs> a choir boy. <laughs> yeah. 
Jesus Christ, Marge, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm actually going to ask. Such a great I'm phone. I'm going to ask, like, now that I've got the floor, I'll ask all four. But, like, yeah. there's, a, <laughs> there's the, four of us? Yeah, there's the, four questions, now we're getting the, one. The third yeah. question was, at the end of Avengers Endgame, yeah. when Iron Man dies, yeah. did you cry? No. I did not. Well, I, I had I had tears because like because he can't talk and he's trying to do that thing yeah. and Pepper comes and mm. oh god then fucking Tom Holland comes and Spider Man. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. So so my original okay. So my original ultimate cry with Endgame, but yeah. I have two actually because okay. I forgot about yeah. something. Was where Captain America is standing there and everyone's been fucked up and he's got the whole of Thanos' army in front of him mm. and his shield is broken and he's fucked, but he's man alone. And yeah. he just stands there and he stares at it and he's like, you know what, I'll take it on. And he yeah. fucking claps his little shield in and he does the thing and he's standing there and he's staring <coughs> at everybody. <coughs> and then right at his lowest fucking moment, he yeah. hears in his ear on your left and it's yeah. his Chomi who's yeah. coming through yeah. and then the portal yeah. scene happens and everybody yeah. comes to back him up and even at his lowest moment... The motherfuckers came. Jesus, oh, I, I ball with that shit. But also, the fucking scene where Tony Stark sees Peter Parker again, alive, oh, yeah. like yeah. the kid, yeah. and doesn't say shit. And like, you know, Tom Holland's doing that whole thing. Like, Mr. Stark, there was yeah. a fucking thing. Yeah. And I came yeah. through a what? Yeah. And, a, and there was a wizard. Oh, that's and, just, that's just and he just like, hugs him because yeah. he's so crippled with guilt over, over his death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that fucking destroyed me, man. That'll take you there. That'll honestly take you. <laughs> that's there. That's a level eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that definitely is. And then my last question is going to be: <clears throat> Do you believe, right, that if tonight you want the Powerball of what is it, forty-five and thirty-eight million? I, think I don't know. So if you won the thirty-eight million, yeah. No, no. If would you? Yeah. Buy all of the stuff to become Batman. <laughs> Would you go through the training? Would you go through the training? <laughs> Would I do it? Yeah. Would you do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now what would happen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll stay very quiet for about two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there would be a phone call Just and it'd be like, shock. everybody meet me at Toad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No Everything one pays for only. drinks. And then I disappear for seven years like Batman. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I will come I'll fetch you out of the monastery. Out of the monastery after ten years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and I'm right, like Ace Ventura. It's, <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go. You've done enough. We're going, we're going to that <laughs> island you bought just before you came. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You're on 100%. But that night at Toad would just be literally fireballs all around. Like nobody would get it. Would close, it would close Toad. Like yeah. I yeah. think Toad would have would enough bottles of fireballs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to cope. But they wouldn't be have enough food supply. supply. No, never. never <laughs> I ever. think that would be like a four-day Thursday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I would, if you Ryan don't sleep and you just stay awake. So, <laughs> so, just, like, so now we know. Like if Ryan ever does that phone call, and says meet me at Toad. It's happening. I'm just going to... You know. My boss right in. And I'm going to quit. see me tomorrow. No, I'm going to quit. <laughs> or Monday. I'm going to quit. It's not going to happen. There's no point. <laughs> like, I don't know when you'll see me back, but I, I, the, I will be back, but I don't know if my job will be there. There's always also been that dream of mine where, like, if I made, like, made, or if I got, like, stupid amounts of money, yeah, I'm talking, right. like, millions upon millions yeah. upon millions, is to have a cul-de-sac 
Yes. Yes. With all my mates, like, yeah, like living. Like a farm. Yeah, but and you yeah. just plot everyone in far yeah, enough yeah. that they, they have to, like, it's a mission to walk to me. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not a it's, mission. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, far, but it's not too far. So you don't, like, look out your window and see yeah. my balls kind yeah, of thing, yeah. you know. But, yeah, but the know. question I can, is. I can just maybe see your house in the distance <laughs> yeah, 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 there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The question is, what is the cul-de-sac called? It's definitely not Satan's fucking alley. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> so I've got to tell that little story. Oh, yeah. So uh, Kim and Nick had a bar at their house here called yeah, Satan's we Alley. Well, I named it. Satan's Arsehole. Satan's Arsehole. Satan's Alley is the fucking thing from, the from fucking Tropic Thunder. Yeah. yeah. I've been a bad boy, father. If you've been around the Ansels for long enough in your life, you know that if you ever come to us, you're always going to have the best time of your life. But it's your fault. It's not ours. <laughs> you open the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys open the door. You just got to walk through it. Yeah. When we walked into this house for the first time, there's this weird like room off the bedroom. And I said to Nick, what are we going to do with this room? And he said, we're going to turn it into a bar. And without hesitating, I looked at him and I said, yes, we are. <laughs> and then we opened that bar for three months. If three that. Months. If that. <laughs> if that. People broke up. <laughs> It was underwear on the ceiling. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the, a the, <laughs> hanging from the curtain. Rail. Jack, oh, this is true. Jack Parrow's cap is in there. Fuck there's, Donnie. There's a story about the fuck Donnie shot. And there was one night with me, you, and Ryan and Nancy. Yeah, that almost sent us to the hospital. <laughs> where it was a, a bottle of potency, a bottle of libido, a case of beer, and a case of Benini's between four people and that was done by Hopper's 12 and the next morning and we started got up. we only started <laughs> at like 6 or 6.30 in the yeah, evening so it wasn't even like long oh, but we still had the wine first Nancy yes. had the wine we had all of the wine first <laughs> all of the wine first and then we got up the next morning and I looked at him and I said we need to close the fucking bar <laughs> That thing needs to end. Like that, like if four people can survive in there on the amount of booze that was fucking consumed in that space yeah. last night yeah. we can't actually keep it open yeah well that and you were always there when it was open that's the problem like you couldn't skip it one night yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know it's just like well you've got to be there exactly and i mean i mean at least now we've got we've got the videos to prove that satan's arsehole did actually exist yeah (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people think it's a myth (laughs) it's not a myth yeah, you know, people hear the stories. They come here, and it's now turning to a toy room. And people come here, and they're like, <laughs> the "No, they're still on the it. fucking room, even <laughs> though it's a toy room." The presence is still there, and people are like, "No, I don't believe it. It wasn't you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. here, and no, it was there. real, and it was sis." Okay, Kim. Before we start ending off this mm. interview, because we don't want to be too long or whatever, you know, yeah. I did want to chat to you a little bit about kind of spirituality and shit okay. like that and get into the vibes because it's not spirituality it's things like where do you want to go with it you know I mean I, I started spirituality when I was 26 and I got I took the last 200 rand in my account and I went and I bought a ticket and I watched what's his name uh, Ro- Robin Banks Robin Banks no don't know, don't know. And he, no. he does the, he, what he does is he goes all around South Africa and he preaches the books of John Keir. And so I went and I watched that and that was literally my first introduction to it. Mm. And um, I was taken back by it. I was like, fuck, dude, okay, so you can create your own reality and your thoughts create your reality and blah, 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 blah. And then I spent about 10 years going into it of like studying all different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but always get to a point where they weren't actually taking you to the next level of like where it's supposed to go. Yeah. And then just after my dad passed, I literally typed into YouTube, 
what happens to people when they die? And then I came across Dolores Cannon. And then she just took me to a whole nother level that I understood. Yeah, it connected with you. It connected with me and it made sense to me. And and anything weird that has happened to me just like kind of made sense. And it was just like... And how you work with like manifestation and that type of thing. Yeah, and and it was the simple... One of the things that got me the most was like the simple fact of like me, you and Nick have always been like weirdly connected. And then she does this thing where she talks about like how you have your people with you before you come and like you, you, you plan your whole life and everything, like what you're going to do and whatever. And I was like, dude, well, this was Nick and Ryan, mm. you know. Like they were, we were obviously came from somewhere else first together because you can't explain what the three of us have. You can't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we'll have bras here and there'll be 50 people here and the three of us somehow still find each other and we just have our own little party in the corner that people come and join. Yeah. Because it's just drawn to each other in that way. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I went through a phase in about 2013, 2014, where I kind of, you know, checked out Eckhart Tolle Mm. and fucking, you know, um, went deep into Taoism, uh, went into uh, Wayne Dyer. The way of the Tao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What Tao Te Ching? What was the guy we bought the books for? We went heavy into him for a bit as well. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, Joe Dispenza, yeah. Yeah, my the uncle got big into him, yeah. The man that he had a accident on a cycling race and they told him that he would never walk again and he yeah. would be in a body cost for 10 months. And so he chose to spend every day for the next two months like fixing his body with his mind. Well, his spine in particular, yeah. yeah. And, uh, everything. Yeah, and, so, and he said repaired, that if, yeah, it, if awesome. it worked... He would dedicate the rest of his life to teaching people about spirituality and how you can, with your thoughts, create your life and, and heal yourself. Yeah. And that's what he did. And that's where, I mean, we were reading those books and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and... Well, yeah. Dolores has another view on it all. Yeah. Yeah. Of view just makes sense, I think. Yeah. You Do you want to dive into that a little bit? Like, unpack it a little bit? In a, yeah. in a kind of concise <laughs> type of way. So, like know? I said, like when I started out with Dolores, my whole thing was, you know, my dad and I were very close and I wanted to know what happened to you when he had passed. And, and, and the first thing I listened to of her was what happens to you when you die. So, it's called Between Life and Death. So, there's a book at, and, the, and then she does, like, video things where she talks about the whole book. So, you can do either one of them. And um, she basically says, like, when you die and, you know, people, people come to, to fetch you, because as you know, whenever people are dying, they say, I saw this one or I saw that one, but it's always people that have passed on, you know? And she talks about, like, how they come and fetch you and then what happens to you and where you go to. And for me, that was just comfort. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just comfort and it just... Made the the thing I wanted to get into a little bit is you spoke about the tapestry thing mm. and whatever, and also like the, the Akashic records and that type of jazz. Yeah, so, so anyway, so you, you obviously you go over and you, you do go into like this big light and whatever, and you, you go through and whatever. And then when you're there, she always mentions like, I think it's these, these three things. So the, the tapestries where there's like this live tapestry and she, mm. she explains it as like as long as the wall of China. And basically what it is, is we are all threads on that tapestry. Yeah. So we're all connected in some way. Yeah. And then you walk past that whole tapestry and then you get to um, the Temple of Healing, which is how she explains. is like, it's 
kind of like a temple. I suppose you could ex- describe it as a church, mm-hmm. probably. And then when you look up, there's all like the, like the stained glass. And you can sit there and you can think of something that's like upsetting you or something that you can't get over or like it's maybe you broke or you your cancer keeps coming back or whatever the fuck it is. And you can think about it. And while you're in that space, it will just heal. You say something interesting to me about people having threads attached to them. So, yeah, so in, in the tapestry, we all attached. So yeah. we're all connected. And she says, once you have... So you and I can go there as living or you, you are always there when you've mm. passed on. Yeah. So if you can, you can... She teaches you how to go there when you're living. And when you go there, and once you've seen it... Because yeah. they say you can never forget what you've seen. Okay. You will always be changed from something that you've seen. Mm. Once you see the tapestry and you see that we're all connected together, when you come back or when you wake up from that dream, you will forever be changed because you will never judge another person or you'll never be rude to another person because you're all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because you understand that I'm connected to the next person, you're not going to be one to be rude to that person or be ugly to that person or judge that person. Because you know they're a part of you in some sort of weird kind of way. And you also understand that whatever they're doing, whatever (coughs) they're going through, in their life is it's just part of their part. Yeah. You just get that. Why I found that so interesting is there's a game called Death Stranding by Hideo Kojima and in that game it's all about death and afterlife yeah. and where you go and there's a beach and all this type of stuff and yeah. but everybody's connected by these threads. Mm. And I was always one won- I always wondered like where did he get that imagery from? And now when you said that, I was like, oh, fuck, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah because she does say that, like, sometimes people will dream. And she said 90% of the time you're going to wake up, you're not going to remember it. But sometimes yeah. people do. Mm. And, and they do remember where they were. Yeah. But you'll think someone's crazy if they tell you that. Yeah. You know, so people don't, like, really talk about it. But maybe that's where it came from for him. Well, I have the weird numbers thing with, yeah. like, 11-11, like, where I see 11-11 everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, or 1414 or 1212. Yeah, 11 yeah. is the mystical moment of every day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah. there's all kind of, you know, woo-woo about what that is. You know, I but just see it as a nice coincidence, but yeah. She does this whole, um, like, speech about you You will always have numbers that mean something to you, like yeah. 2 or 8 or 42 or whatever. Mm. Mm. And she says, somewhere in your life, when you connect with what you are supposed to be doing, what you plan to be doing when you came here, yeah. that number will form part of it in some way. Mm. So whether it's going to be what your highest number is at that point or that's the Powerball number that you played that week or yeah, yeah. whatever it's going to be, the numbers that you like or that you that keep coming to you that you notice, she mentions number plates when you're driving in the traffic but you always notice the three and the three together yeah, yeah. or the, the five and the six together. Mm. So those numbers will are meaning something to you. It doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. <sighs> we're, going, <laughs> <laughs> we're going fucking level, level fucking tenure. Forty. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. To it's amazing. To it. and yeah. it's, it's but it's good stuff. Like even if you don't believe in it, or like, like you know all the women, but just lady. yeah, but just but like just I mean, broaden your what, mind a little bit, you know. But that's also what she says. She says when you are meant to understand a jewel. Yeah. So you might be you might listen to it now and you'll be like, This is bullshit, I don't know what yeah, Kim and Nick and Ryan were talking about. But then you'll come back three lives later and you'll completely understand. Yeah, yeah. Because when it's meant for you, you'll understand it. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need to end this interview on some kind of 
weird dick and fart joke <laughs> notes okay, well, to, I- to, to, because it went, we went heavy there with the spirituality, man. For fuck's sake, Jesus Christ. I think, I think we should go around the table. Yes. And we should say. Your thought for the day, or your what did you your work? The best of the week. The best of the week. Oh yes, Ryan. I must just say, Ryan always talks about the best of the week, and when when Nick and me, myself and Nick and Ryan started being together. As one would say. Sounds a bit strange. Well, and then Nick and I were dating. Ryan was part of it because, you know. Captain Klingon. And he, whenever, we, we would always get to the pub to start off on a Friday afternoon at like four. And then I would order the first round and I'd come back to the table and they would always say, okay, best of the week. That was literally every week, like every Friday. Yeah. We'd be in the pub and that would come up and it'd be like, okay, what's the best of the week? And as people joined us, because they always did, we started with the three of us, and there was 20 people by the mm. end of the night. Everybody would have to say their place best of the week. fucking knows. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, How yeah. did we end up here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. But, yeah. So what was your best of the week this week? This week? Nathan's report, man. Uh, I mean, the six kids, and fives. Six <laughs> and fives. Two, two fives, two sixes. I knew it was coming, but, yeah. That was my best. Of nice, 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 nice. Nick, what was your best of the week? I think I'll probably be the first person on this planet to say this. What? It was Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good Monday? Yeah, it was holiday. <laughs> How did I not think of that? <laughs> fucking hell. That's why I said I was, that's, that has to be the best of the week. It's fucking Monday, bro. I'm going to put it out there. Oh god! Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save mine for the beginning part of this episode because then you'll hear it. You'll hear my best of the week. Okay. All right, guys, it's been lovely to chat with you. Thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, well, you having me, I'm at your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. yeah. Mikasa, sukasa. Yay. We all attached with strings and threads. Oh yes, casa <laughs> da ansel. Ansel House gives you what you need. Exactly. All right, boys and girls, it's been great. Thanks so much. Eh? Cheers. Bye, 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 bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And that is it for this week's episode of Ramcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed that little interview with Kim, Nick, and myself. I certainly did. <laughs> if you'd like to come find me, you know, send me a little DM, some tips for the show, things you would like to hear, or just come say how's it. You can find me on Instagram at UncleRamZA, so that's at U-N-C-L-E-R-A-M-Z-A. Now, before I go, I'd like to leave you with a quote from the critically acclaimed video game adaptation of Street Fighter, where Jean-Claude Van Damme is playing Colonel Gaal, and he gets told by his superiors that it's okay, they don't need to go fight General Bison, and uh, they can go home. And Gaal's not having that, because he thinks, you lost your balls. But then afterwards, he goes and marshals his troops and gives one of the greatest speeches in cinema history. And it goes a little something like this. It's okay. They say we can go home, but I am not going home. I'm going to get on my boat and I'm going to go up river and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Now who wants to go home and who wants to come with me? Thanks everybody. Have a great week.